The new regulations of religious affairs law that went into effect in China last February has led to a widespread crackdown on Christians throughout the country. Although churches in China have a long history of standing up under persecution, even growing and expanding while suffering fierce oppression, our brothers and sisters need encouragement, help, and hope. Churches have been closed or torn down, house churches have been raided, and pastors and church members have been arrested, interrogated, and imprisoned. The Voice of the Martyrs continues to stand with our brothers and sisters in China, providing help for those affected by this new wave of persecution and strengthening the church with Bibles and other ministry tools. Your generous gift will remind these precious saints that they are not forgotten and that the wider body of Christ is standing with them. For more information and to help these Christians, go to ChristmasCare2018.com. That's ChristmasCare2018.com. And when you do, and when you donate, let them know Rebel Parenting sent you. God bless, Rebels. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you, and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? What a great day to be alive. And I want to say a special shout out to our sponsor, The Voice of the Martyrs. You can find them at persecution.com. What a thrill to have someone sponsoring the program and helping people all over the world. So today, why should you listen to the program? Well, we've got Moms on the Mic back again today. Producer Kay, the Atomic Mom, my wife, Laura Dobson, in the studio interviewing our new friend, Ellie Holcomb. You know what's funny? We interview people and I start following them on Instagram and then I feel like we're friends even though I've only talked to them once or twice. But I love watching their family and honestly, you gotta give yourself a little grace. All we're doing is showing the best of our lives on Instagram but it's so fun to watch Ellie and Drew and you know what? She did something that changed my life. She was doing a live video at a stoplight and then it abruptly ended and I was like, what? And then you know when on uh, Instagram stories it goes from like one thing to the next. The next one... She said, I'm back at a red light. I promised my husband I'll never do videos while I'm driving. And I've totally cut it out since then. I was impressed with that. And as much as I say I'm not watching the camera, I'm only watching the road, I'm certainly paying attention to what I'm saying and if there's people watching, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not safe. So thanks, Ellie. I appreciate that. Why do we have Ellie on? Sometimes it's the simple things where we find the most beautiful truths. Ellie Holcomb, a Dove Award winner, shares with Laura and producer Kay her new children's book, which asks the question, who sang the first song? And there's an album that goes with it, and oh my goodness, it is so sweet. I don't know, I like that word, it just, you know, like that feeling you get when you're like, oh, this is just so nice, it's so, it's so, oh, it's so full of grace and kindness and fun. I love it. You can follow Ellie on Instagram at at Ellie Holcomb, H-O-L-C-O-M-B. Now, I want to jump right into why we are thanking our sponsor, The Voice of the Martyrs. They are helping people all over the world. And at the end of the year this year, they've got something called Christmas Care 2018. The website is christmascare2018.com. It's in the show notes. It's on Facebook, Instagram. Everyone can post that link, christmascare2018.com. For $30, which seriously, listen to this, 30 bucks is not that much when you consider how much ministry you get to do with $30. 
Sponsor Christmas care packs for the children of our persecuted brothers and sisters. These packs are specially designed to encourage these young believers in their faith. Along with toys, school supplies, and toiletries, each backpack contains an illustrated children's Bible and other Christian literature. The packs are distributed throughout the 68 hostile and restricted countries where the Voice of the Martyrs works. Think about this. These kids don't have toys. Like, I had to explain that to my six-year-old. I was using one of the toys they send out in a video, and I left it in my car, and it got in the shop, and then I couldn't give it to Lucy, and she was upset. And I was explaining to her, baby, we have a house full of toys. We've got toys coming out of our ears. These kids have zero donut, zip. And it took a while for it to sink in, and once it did, she was upset. She was visibly, emotionally upset understanding their children with no toys and these people are giving out toys school supplies toiletries i mean toothbrushes combs soap things like that and a backpack an illustrated children's bible in their language the kind of ministry that does because they're saying why do you care about me why are you sending this you know we're in a country where they're hostile to me because of the things we believe why do you send these things and it's because the love of jesus is in our heart and it's touched us and we get to share that with people being persecuted 30 bucks that's nothing compared to what those kids are getting and the ministry that you'll meet them some think about that think about this you're gonna meet these kids someday do you understand that? You're going to donate 30 bucks and some kid's going to meet you in heaven going, oh my goodness, you're the guy. You're the guy that gave me the illustrated Bible. I'm here today because you spent 30 bucks at Christmas time in 2018. You clicked christmascare2018.com, spent 30 bucks, and a kid is going to be in heaven talking to you someday because of that. That flips my mind. It just makes it explode out of my ears. If you want to jump in even more, they have village outreach kits. They're only 150 bucks. Sponsor a village outreach kit to help equip frontline workers with materials needed in the field for evangelism and discipleship of children and youth. Village outreach kits include items as Bibles, discipleship resources, Christian tracts and literature for distribution, leadership study materials, and ministry tools like DVD players, projectors, audio players, and Christian media. And I've seen a behind-the-scenes look at these projectors and the screens that come in these little tiny boxes, these little pelican cases with speakers built in, a projector that you pull out, and they're small. You can go all over the world with these things, 150 bucks. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Think about the party and the celebration in heaven. I mean, just think about the reverberations throughout history. And I know there's discipleship for children and youth and... When you've not been discipled to, when you are hungry for Jesus Christ, those youth materials go straight to their parents. They go straight into their hearts. And I just want to say thank you so much to the Voice of the Martyrs for going to these 68 hostile and restricted countries, for spreading the gospel, and then for taking a chance on rebels like us. To support marriage, to support parenting, we cannot thank you enough. My goodness, I have not said too much, but I want to jump into the broadcast with Ellie Holcomb because you are going to love it. Without any further ado, here is Moms on the Mic, the Atomic Mom, Producer Kay, and Ellie Holcomb on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hello. Hi, welcome. Moms (laughs) on the Mic, here we go. Mom's on the mic. <laughs> you like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, right. Ellie, we're just thankful to have you here today, and we just want to talk about you and highlight all the things that you're doing for the world and for children and for families out there. So I just want to thank you for being on air with us today. Absolutely. It's a joy. Yeah. One, I just wanted to start off with your book. Boom. Because your book is amazing. The art, <laughs> everything. So it's sweet. the sweetest book. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad I like it. Look oh, at we love it. Look at the pages. Yeah, well, that might end up on my uh, leg. The roaring lion. <laughs> it's true. It She's is. not joking. No, she it, came to me the other day and she was like, I found the lion. I found the I'm lion. I'm going to put on my leg. I love it. That's amazing. You know, it's funny. When we were doing the art editing, it's my favorite thing to do like emails for a children's book, like just different art direction. Because the first time I saw that lion, I was like, could we make him look a little less hungry and more like stingy and happy? Because the first time it was like, whoa, I'm not sure I'd want to be on that seesaw with that lion. <laughs> yeah, the lion that's going to eat the child. Oh, well, no. I love right. the singing part is what drew me to it because yeah. I thought I could have words coming. I, we're going off topic here, but the words could be my kids' names and things coming out of the lion's yes. mouth as the lion roars. I, can see I love it. I know he reminds me of Aslan a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So tell us what inspired you to write this book. I want to hear, give us the lowdown. Yeah. So I've got three little kids. My oldest little girl will be six on Friday oh. and her name's Emmy Lou. Huck is three. And then Huck. Uh, Huck. Huck. I know. Isn't that sweet? So Emmy Lou calls him Huck a love. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's precious. Um, and then we have, we have a new baby rivers and they call him Rivy Aww. and he's about two months old today. So he came out around the same time as the book, which was unintentional, but a party nonetheless. I bet. And so Emmy Lou, when she was four, about two years ago, she just, you know how kids are always asking questions, mm -hmm. you know, they just fire them off, especially my oldest. She just can go for days. And she just said in passing day one day, like, mom, who sang the first song? And I was like, I did like what you do as a parent when you don't really exactly have an answer off the top of your head. And so <laughs> yeah. you just go, well, that is a great question. What do you think? <laughs> and she was like, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton. <laughs> it was no just kidding you're like my parenting is done basically yes Lou, you're right it was, her. It was um, her so we so I was like I just love that's like a Tennessee girl through and through we love totally. Dolly Parton mm -hmm. and uh but I also thought to myself I may need to like do some research and actually answer this question and yeah. so it kind of sent me on a treasure hunt of sorts through scripture and, and through some other resources where I was like, okay, w really though, who did sing the first song? Yeah. And I have a friend who's an incredible children's author named Sally Lloyd-Jones. Are y'all familiar oh, with her work? Yep. She the Jesus Storybook she, Bible? No. Yes. She okay. wrote the Jesus Storybook Bible. Okay. And she has an incredible devotional for family. She doesn't call it a devotional. She's British. Oh. And she's like, what child would want to read a devotional? Oh. <laughs> so she wrote a book. She called... just spoke at our church. She did? She did? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, a couple months ago. Yeah. I love her. She calls herself an advocate for children. Yes. And oh. just says we don't have to dumb down big ideas for little kids because yep. naturally stand on their tiptoes and want to see like things that are, you know, above what they can see. So anyway, she's amazing. She is a, her family devotional is called thoughts 
that make your heart sing. And the way that she talks about the creation story, both in her Jesus storybook Bible and then in the thoughts to make your heart sing, is that when God created the earth, he sang it into being for the joy of it. And she, it's so beautiful. And I've always loved that description, but I started to get curious. She's actually a friend of mine. We've partnered together, been on tour together. I've had the privilege of working with her a number of times. And so I called her and I was like, Sally, is this like just a beautiful metaphor that God gave you that you're using to talk about the creation story or like, is this like theologically grounded in some way? So she sent me to a Tim Keller sermon, um, He's a pastor up at Redeemer Church in New York City and an author, very Mm -hmm. well-known author. And he did this sermon on Genesis chapter one and talks about how it's literally written in the form of an archaic Hebrew poem. And so he says so many times we talk about like how God made the earth. And he's like, what I want to focus on is why he was like, if the form of the first chapter of the Bible of the creation story itself is literally in the form of like an old archaic song, Mm. he said, why would God sing the world into existence? I believe that it's because he created the entire world and every single one of us to sing of mm. the song of his faithfulness and his <laughs> I just got chills all over. Oh man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, it's so sweet. Yeah, that's and, so, awesome. and he said, what does God's song say? Like what's repeated? You know, when you go back and you read chapter one of Genesis, there's a rhythm and yeah, a cadence yeah. to it. And there was morning and there was evening. And the Lord said, it was good. Yeah. And he said, that's the refrain of God's song. And he talks mm. about how we, you know, focus a lot on original sin. Like there's the fall in mm. the garden. But he said, but before that, there was original blessing and yeah. the thumb print of God that's placed on every single one of us. That is good. It says, but we know intrinsically that we're not good. We make a mess of this life, this world. When we look around, it's broken. And he said, so where else do we see in scripture, the words in the beginning? And he brings us all the way to chapter one of John mm-hmm. in the beginning, there was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he said, Tim Keller says, and it is through the living word, Jesus Christ, that we can all be restored to sing the song that God intended us to sing, that we are good, that Mm. we are loved, that he is faithful and that he'll never stop loving us. Amen. Preach it. Preach it, sister. That was awesome. Oh my goodness. Quoting Tim, but um, (laughs) still, but still it's great quoting. So anyway, I just think it's that question that all of us have, like, why are we here? What are we supposed to do with our lives? And God intended for all of us to sing and not just with our voice, but with the way that we live our lives. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. I had someone once tell me that I'm a surfer and they're like, the way you surf is like singing. Yeah. And I remember them telling me that the way you worship. And I was like, really? Like the way they saw me move on the wave and the way they saw me do everything. And I never thought of it that way, but that's my rhythm. And that's, that's how I do, yeah, and that's how I do things. I love that. And some of that for us may be carrying on a conversation with a stranger. And for some people, it may be doing accounting. Because yeah. yeah. Lord knows we need, <laughs> I need someone who can work with numbers in my life. And maybe it's like hosting, you know, people at your home. But there's all these different ways that we get to mm-hmm. sing and create, be co-creators with God. Yeah. Right. Amen. Oh, that's so cool. Well, and then you wrote a CD, right, to go with this. Yeah. Well, does it really like coincide or is it just kind of like more for an additional 
What, right. Tell us about it. To go along. Yeah. Companion piece. Yeah. So both. And when I wrote the book first and I was actually driving my minivan around Nashville running errands one day and all of a sudden I'd written this book and all of a sudden this melody hits me and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a song. Like this book is a song too, which feels so appropriate for the title of the book, you know, that it would turn into and so I literally pulled the van over on the side of the road and like got my phone out for the voice memos and started singing the song. So it literally is a song that's just the words are the book. And so kids can read the book and then they can sing the book too, which feels appropriate. And then I thought once that song hit me, I thought, man, wouldn't it be so cool? Because for me, so many of the ways that I see God's faithfulness and that I'm reminded of that because I have a real forgetful heart mm-hmm. is when I'm outside and looking at creation. And I yeah. think so much of God's creation tells the story. You know, we're here in the fall and all the leaves are falling off and things look dead, but in the spring, they're going to come back mm-hmm. to life. And so the resurrection story is literally yeah. written into the earth, into the fabric of the earth. And so I just, I wanted to write, I wanted to see if I could set out to write songs that were inspired by creation so that kids, as they were singing them, that also wove scripture in so that kids, as they were singing them, they wouldn't just be singing something that was true, but they could walk outside and see evidence of the truth that they were singing that are both written into creation and into God's word. That's Mm, awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So you told us a little bit, you have three kids under the age of six. Sounds yes. like. Okay. So, Anne, you've written this book, done this album. And how did you do all this? I know you talked a little bit about a storm and going through some stuff. If you're yeah, open I- to talking about that, I would love, I think lots of our moms would love to hear about that. Our rebel yeah. moms listening, just the reality of what you've been through. I, I mean, I can only imagine sure. what you've been through doing all this, plus raising children, plus being married. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just one of those alone is a story. Yeah, that's true. Well, and each one of those things is like a different way, anyway, of singing and of God writing his redemption and his grace through everything. So we walk through a season with our people here in, in Nashville, just the people we do life with. We're probably about two years out of it now, but it was a period of three, almost four years of just like a lot of suffering and a lot of sorrow and, and a lot of like that kind of seemingly just senseless loss, like yeah. the things that are going, okay, I know Romans eight twenty eight says the Lord works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. But you're like, none of this is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This doesn't feel good. This feels like a nightmare and it is like breaking our hearts. And so I, what I found to be two things to be very comforting during that season. One, when it felt like we were sitting in a pile of rubble and ashes of a lot of things that just felt like they had crumbled and crashed to the ground. What I found was that it is very true that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. He's a man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief. And as we were in that pile of rubble, like I, felt like I encountered in a more powerful way than ever before this man of sorrows that right Mm -hmm. as we were grieving, as we were weeping, Jesus was with us, weeping with us. We were not alone. And then in that same breath, it felt like there was no hope in a lot of those days. And, And so I felt really grateful that 
finding the companionship of Jesus in those moments um, gave us a lot of good reason for hope, knowing that it didn't, the story doesn't end in a grave. The story doesn't end in ashes. Like he was buried for us and walked up out of a grave. So we don't have to bury our hope. Mm -hmm. His hope himself was buried and is alive and well and sits at the right hand of the father to, to reign and to intercede for us. And so, Man, I am so grateful. I think I know more of who God is and who who Jesus is and what community is for, not in spite of all those storms and all that hard loss, but because of it. And I am not here to say that I have all the answers. I still have a lot of questions. I'm like, "Mm, man, not sure about that or why you allowed that to happen, Lord. But here's what I am sure of. You were with us and you've been faithful mm. and um, and you will be faithful again. And so I wrote my last record, Red Sea Road, really about that journey. I think a lot of times I write the songs that I write to remind myself of the truth that I so often forget because I'm yeah. freaking forgetful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I understand. I feel I really resonate with David. He's like, awake my soul. Remember, yeah. like he boxes his soul around, you know? Yeah. And I have to do that a lot of days. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, we all you. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about you, a lot of songs came out of that time. So what's a song right now that's hitting you, whether it's your own or any kind of song that's hitting you right where you're at that you want to share? Ooh, I love that. I love the new, the Lauren Daigle song. I'm trying to think of the words, but basically this idea that I don't know about y'all. And, and I guess this is just real as a parent, but like mom guilt is real. Real. Oh, it's um, real. Shame storms that, that I can get myself into. It is just like, well, anyway, I do a lot of counseling. I need a lot of counseling. <laughs> really? This so is your we. counselor. <laughs> yes, we do too. We believe in counseling yes, here at Rebel do. Parenting. <laughs> And man, I just, I mean, my counselor, I just did like an intensive with my counselor and she, and I literally had a conversation with guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like I've been set free from a lot of that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and it just sneaks back up Doesn't in different seasons and in different ways. And so I think this idea of like this list of you should, or you could never, or who are you to think that you could do this? Who are you to get up and preach anything? You screw up all the time. And I'm like, I feel like I own that. But (laughs) this idea like that there's an accuser and he is a punk and he's a liar and he loves to shame us like the enemy Satan. And so I feel like that song that you say, like identifying again and again, not with what I've done or my accomplishments or what I've left undone on my to-do list, because Lord knows there's like a huge list of things I've left undone a lot of days, Mm -hmm. that my identity would be in not any of that, but in who he says that I am. You say that. And so... Yeah, what you say, God, is what I'm going to choose to to believe. Yeah. And, I, and that's exactly what she says in that song. And I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even on the worst days. You know? Preach long. That's I'm right. going to choose to believe what he says of me. Yeah. And, and I operate from that place of my identity in him and being completely loved by him, no matter how much of a wreck I am as a mom or as mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus or as a musician. Yeah. I'm going to choose to that's who I, because that's who he says I am. And I'm going to believe that rather than all these lies. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, one thing I love about that's, I feel like that's where Christianity's moving is this authenticity. I think a lot of people have excluded themselves from the race or from the fight or from 
singing the yeah. song, singing that song in their heart mm -hmm. because of the shame and the guilt. Like, oh, how can I sing a song when I just yelled at my husband or did something to my child or yelled at right. another mom or judged another mom or whatever they, yeah. whatever shame or guilt they're living in. And I just love that your authenticity is like, no way I'm going to stand on who God says I am mm -hmm. and just keep going despite the storm, despite the waters, despite the fire that's coming at me, I'm just going to keep going. So thank you and keep, never oh. stop, never stop. That's right. <laughs> never stop. Well, it is. I, there's a song that I wrote called Fighting Words that's on this last record. And it is literally, I, I started memorizing scripture. I started writing music in the first place because a friend of mine who battles depression pretty severely yeah. um, was just, there were so many lies that she was believing about herself, about God. And in the middle of this conversation about 10 years ago that we had, I realized I was believing so many lies yep. too. And yeah. I realized that it wasn't enough for me to just like acknowledge the lie, like that's important for sure. Yeah. Like you've figure got it to out. know, you got to figure yeah, it out. You want God. And if you don't know what lies you're believing, like ask the Lord to reveal what they are to expose us. Right. But more than that, even I was like, I need to hang on to what is true to what he says. Mm -hmm. And so we started memorizing scripture together. Okay. And y'all, I'm not very good at it. We're not good at it like <laughs> at all, but it has been one of the most powerful things, even though it's like hashtag strugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, the work at that is probably some of the most fruitful work yep. and time yeah. spent over the years, because as I've started to memorize his word, what we found out is that he's not lying when he says that his word is alive and active. Yeah. And sharper than any double-edged sword and just like the rains that come from the heavens and don't return to the heavens without first nourishing the earth, causing it to bud and flourish. Yeah. So is the word that goes out from his mouth. It will accomplish the purpose for which he said it. <laughs> there you go. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. I, and so it started changing us. Like his yeah. word started changing us and it didn't always change like our circumstances right. mm -hmm. or the situation, but it gave us solid ground to hang on to, um, hope to hang on to when the shame storms rolled in. Yeah, and yeah. so it has been a beautiful thing. That song, my song fighting words is I'll sing the truth into the dark. Mm, mm. Um, we call the words that we, the verses we memorize fighting words. Fighting words. words. I like it. God calls I like you. It. Like that enemy is a punk and, mm -hmm. and he's going down. Yeah. So um, we need to so, send you some pink fighting gloves. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Get yes. you, get it going. <laughs> Man. Cause I am just like, I get so tired. I don't know about y'all, but I get so tired of him being like that yeah. accuser. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Nope, try this on for size. Yeah. You know, yeah. here's yeah. some truth from God's word. And this is what's going to stand yep. at the, like forever. Anyway, I, I think that's all of us. And there's a reason that God says for us to rejoice always, yeah. like, because he always gives us a reason to sing, even when we're in really hard circumstances, mm -hmm. he's with us and, and we can know that it's not the end of the story. Yeah. It's like what Graham Cook says, the yeah. celebration sandwich. It's rejoice always, pray, and then rejoice always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so celebration good. sandwich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Celebration sandwich. I like it. That makes me want an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> that does sound good. Wait, you're at lunchtime. We're still at breakfast. And then the other thing we wanted to ask is like how what was your hope for parents in using this book in, in encouraging them and what do you want to see accomplished basically? What was your vision for this book? 
Yeah. So I think I hope that it would be a conversation starter, like that parents would start talking with their kids about what God made us for, about who we are, whose we are, and what we were made for. And so talking, my hope is that the conversation would gear just like we talked before, like with, okay, God made you to sing with your life. Mm -hmm. And, and what does God say about you? And then how can we go live out of that place of being loved? And gifts is he giving you? What songs is he giving you to sing? That is my hope. Cause I think like, there's no junior Holy spirit, like kids, (laughs) Amen. I think like, like, feel like, oh, they're just kids. But I'm like, no, like God says for us to be like kids. And so to empower them to use their voice and the gifts that God's given them to love other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like my little girl, Emmy Lou, it's been so fun. The conversations that have started between us, like there's this amazing organization that I do a lot of work with called International Justice Mission. Oh, and yeah. they literally mm-hmm. set slaves free yeah. all over the world mm-hmm. through lawyers and social workers and undercover people. I mean, it is like amazing the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And it's some adult, you know, yeah. like there's some heavy mm-hmm. stories in there. But my little girl gets like, Emmylou gets that like every little kid should be free. Yes. Like she wants kids to be able to play and go to school like her. And so her number one thing that she wants to do right now is either sell paintings on the side of the road or hot chocolate or lemonade so she can raise money for IJM. That is awesome. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of work for me, actually, but (laughs) I want to empower you to say, yes, like we can raise money to set slaves free and and that that's in your heart and that you know that you can be part of that, like... To say, okay, this is a way that you can sing. This is a way that you can share God's love and shine light into dark places. And so my hope is that it would start those kind of conversations, both with kids, but also with adults. Because I think sometimes we're like, what am I here for? What can I do? Totally. And it's man, there's so many ways that he's gifted us and that we can create beauty and, and joy in our neighborhoods. Well, especially the moms that are listening, the moms sitting at home with three little ones or two little ones. I just know that sometimes they feel useless. What am I doing? I'm just, all I'm doing is changing another diaper or I'm picking up after the next kid or how can this be a song or what is this going to look like? And so just to encourage the moms that there might be a song in that phase, in that place. Absolutely. Not even might. For sure there is. For sure. Like, I, yeah. It is like the father heart of God, but also like he created male and female in his image. And so I think that, I think that I was, we were just, we watched Mary Poppins. I have my I Voted sticker on. Yay. <laughs> Everybody go vote. Mm-hmm. So 6 p.m. Vote. today. <laughs> but I love, we watched Mary Poppins and, and my little girl was like, what's suffragette? What does that mean? Like, what's she marching for? And I was like, oh, wow, women couldn't always vote. She's like, why? I'm like, well, it hasn't always been that women were seen as equal to men. And she was like, that's crazy. And I was like, it is, it is crazy. So we have this, anyway, it turned into this like kind of amazing and hilarious long conversation about government with more and more questions that I was felt very unprepared to answer. (laughs) Let me research. How did they change it? I was like an amendment. And she's like, what's that? Okay. I I don't don't know. know. So, um, my band was in the car with me she came on a trip with me and they were like laughing as I like <laughs> my way through explaining senate and house of representatives anyway it was really funny it's time for schoolhouse um, rocks schoolhouse rocks <laughs> that's, that's what so you need. Cool. 
We the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did oh, that's what I did too I know. but I just I love that God created male and female in his image and so there's something pressed into each of us like we are image bearers yeah. and I think as women he made us to carry things mm-hmm. and I and I don't just mean children I do mean children and that weight of the weight of like caring for physically and then spiritually and emotionally mm-hmm the children in your life, but also carrying the burdens of the people around Mm -hmm. you. And so just this idea that every small, seemingly ordinary thing is also a way that we can sing this song of, of his faithfulness and his love. And so there's a book that I love right now. It's called Every Moment Holy, and it's by this guy named Doug McKelvey, and it's liturgies for like the ordinary things of life. And there's actually a liturgy for the changing of diapers. Oh, we need that. <laughs> we wow. need that book, right? I don't we need it anymore. It. But for the planting of flowers, the liturgy for upon that you can read upon finishing a beloved book. Yeah. I mean, it's a liturgy before watching a television show. Doing the dishes. Really, doing the dishes. It's really, really beautiful. That's and sweet. it's been a, a sweet way for me to put like holy every moment is mm-hmm. holy. Every moment is a moment that we can either choose to mm-hmm. buckle down and do it in our own strength or kind of lean into who he is and into the rhythm of the song that he made us for. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. You're just amazing. I, I know. love listening to you. I could just listen to you talk all day long. This is just great. <laughs> I want to reiterate for our moms on the mic, mm-hmm. moms, that our kids don't have the junior Holy Spirit. That's like a huge passion Mm -hmm. of mine. Mm -hmm. My kids blow me away at their purity. Mm -hmm. And if you just ask them, like, what's Jesus saying to you right now? And then the things that they say, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I just spoken to by Jesus himself. (laughs) (laughs) My friend the other day was telling, she has, is having some physical, she just like, physically she's sick. Mm. Like she's, her body hurts. She's on a path to healing, but like, it's hard for her to get on the ground and play with her kids. Oh. So cue, guilt, shame, right. and just sadness. Mm-hmm. Like feeling like all I want to do is love you as best as I can. And my body is not working. Right. And her daughter kept asking her to come play on the slide with her. And she was like, baby, I can't. I'm so sorry. Mommy can't. And her daughter's about to turn two. So she's really young and it's hard for her to mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And she finally kind of convinced her to go play on the slide by herself. And she was just sitting in a chair and she's like, my role right now, I can't do what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. And she just said, she started sobbing mm-hmm. and her little two-year-old girl just climbed up over to her lap and started wiping the tears <sighs> off her face. She goes, mama, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, that is oh the Holy Spirit. Right? <laughs> Like, so I just, I do think like if we can shift our perspective on that yes. sometimes, I learn from my kids all, all, the, time. Mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful for the gift of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh. I have an older son and I just keep learning from him so much. And when I blow it, I have other things that we like excel in, but when I blow it and I go admit to him that I've blown it, 
He's just right. so forgiving. Yeah. And You're he's like- so easy to reconcile like that. And I'm like, that is the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit, how he reconciles with us. Every single yeah. time we come to him, he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's no problem. I already knew. I already knew that was going down. I got you. I got you. I got you. He's like <laughs> the Easter bunny. No, not the Easter bunny, but he's the Whatever. happiest guy on the block. That's right. That's exactly. I was like, the Duracell bunny. He, the, keeps, he, keeps, he keeps going. going. Yes, right. exactly. That was the word I was looking for. Yes. Uh, we just thank you so yes. much for what you're doing and would love to hear more and have you on back again after you oh, create more it. stuff and maybe even you and your husband together. We love doing multiple stuff. We're working on some music right now and then always working on our marriage. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yes. We're in like a exciting seasons because we're just growing a lot, but also sometimes you feel like it gets worse before it gets better. It always does. That's the truth. You're talking rebel language <laughs> yes, there. Yes, you are. Ooh, so yes. it has been a really sweet like harder season where we're like digging in and you know I'm like yeah working through some grief from my childhood and and how that goes out sideways now and I feel like we're in the it's been in a worse season and we're kind of seeing hope like okay yeah yeah, we're addressing this and these wounds and the patterns that I've been in that haven't been good yeah man there's no one or no heart that's too far for God to reorient and redeem and heal and restore and so amen starting to see some of that restoration come through and Yay. the conversations aren't taking quite as long as they have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's That's been a, a really sweet thing. So anyway, That's great. it'd be fun to come on and talk about some of that with him. That'd be perfect. We'd love it. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, thank you. God, taking the time this morning. Of yeah. course. Love <laughs> what you do. Hey, okay. yeah, check it out. iTunes, sing, Ellie Holcomb, and... What? Who's saying the first song? We're fighting over the book. We, we are. Don't, we don't know who's going to get it. I want it for my nieces and nephews. <laughs> and I <want> <laughs> we'll do it. Well, thanks again, Ellie. We appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Our special thanks to Ellie Holcomb for being a rebel parent and being a rebel parenting for the music her and her husband, Drew, produce and support. Oh, my goodness. You've got to follow him on Instagram at Ellie Holcomb and at Drew Holcomb. You will not be disappointed. And I want to do a special thanks to Ellie for teaching me not to drive and do Instagram videos. I was convicted and I've not done it one time since I saw you at a stoplight and then it just abruptly ended and the next one you're like, yeah, I don't do this while I drive. I promised my husband. So I appreciate that. God bless Rebels. We'll see you next week. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.